He thinks he's cute. He knows he's sexy. He's got a new book, and it drives the girls wild. But what do I think about it? Find out today on the first episode of Wrestle Book Review. Hey gang, I want to thank you for joining me today on Wrestle Book Review. My name is Keith, I am the host, I am the well-read machine, and hopefully you enjoy wrestling books as much as I do. If you're anything like me, as a fan of professional wrestling books, you notice that while some get a lot of press before they're actually released, a lot you, you don't hear about until you go looking. Hopefully this podcast gives people the opportunity to uh, to hear about some books that are coming down the pike, as well as ones that are released. I hope each episode to do a review of a new book, a review of a classic book, to give you release dates, and any other information about professional wrestling books that has come to my attention since the previous episode. So if you got an inside track, or you want to agree or disagree with something I said, feel free to get me at any of the following. Firstly, at Gmail, it's WrestleBookReview at gmail.com. My website is WrestleBookReview.blogspot.com. The website also has full uh, full reviews as well as star ratings and links where you can actually buy the books. And you can find me on Twitter, it's WrestleBookReview, R-E-V-U. On each episode, I hope to take about five minutes to just throw out some information and some thoughts about a book that I've read. As well, if you're working on a book or you have anything that you've read recently that you want to discuss, if you want to agree or disagree with anything I have said, feel free to contact me at any of the above ways. And uh, feel free to agree or disagree, send your praise or your criticism. I'm happy to have the discussion. Now with this episode being the first one, uh, there's a few things I just want to go over really quickly. So I'm only going to do one book today. And this uh, episode is currently, in its current state anyway, a demo for the, or an audition tape for the new OSW Podcast Network, available at PileDriverWrestling.net. If you like uh, podcasting and you haven't been to uh, PileDriverWrestling.net or heard any of the shows that are on there, I highly recommend you take a listen. OSW Review, of course, has a crazy cult following. Um, it's not even, it can't even be described as culty anymore, I don't think. It's, it's far too big. It's more of a political movement, I suppose. And, um, uh, a lot of the other shows on there are, are just great. Um, I know OSW Review, Attitude Era, and the New Generation Project podcast are all extremely popular. They're, they've been around, I think, a little longer than some of the other ones. Um, I've been through every episode of OSW Review about some of them I've watched upwards of six times. It's at the point now where if I'm in the bedroom watching something on the computer and, and my wife, I, I am married to a human woman, and my wife is in the living room and she uh, hears me laughing, she'll often come in and her, you know, her head pokes through the door and she goes, is that the, uh, is that the Irish guys? And 90% and of the time the, the answer is yes. And at risk of sounding like a pandering cunt, I... Uh... I just want to thank the staff at PileDriverWrestling.net and OSW Review for taking the opportunity to give this a listen and see if it's a good fit for the network. So thanks very much. Now I understand that me being here by myself and talking books, it's 
probably a slightly different tone, more of an NPR CBC Radio 2 feel to it than uh, most of the other podcasts available on the ever-expanding professional wrestling podcast menu. So thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to spend time with me. I know there's a lot of options out there. And I'm just a guy with a microphone who likes wrestling books and has a few minutes to talk about them uh, once a week, once every ten days or so, and uh, my opinion is no better or worse than yours, so I I love opening the lines of discussion. So ideally I'd be able to uh, even have live guests on. Uh, I don't have the technical ability yet. I have a really shitty old microphone that I'm maneuvering around trying to keep from popping too much. And uh, we'll see where it goes. When I was a little kid back in the 1980s, I had a boyhood dream, and that boyhood dream was to host a professional wrestling podcast about wrestling books. And speaking of boyhood dreams, let's talk Shawn Michaels' book. So Wrestling for My Life, uh, the legend, reality, and faith of a WWE superstar, herein will be referred to as Wrestling for My Life, and actually at times I might even call it Shawn's book. The book was written by Shawn Michaels himself, along with David Thomas, not to be confused with the comedian or the founder of Wendy's. Um, it has a forward by... There's two forwards, one by Paul Triple H Levesque, and the other by Stone Cold Steve Austin. The book was released in 2015, uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I read it... A, about a month ago, uh, it's published by Zonder Van. And it's Shawn Michaels' second book, uh, Heartbreak and Triumph, The Story of the Heartbreak Kid, was released in 2006 by WWE. First things first, this book is not quite a sequel or follow-up. It doesn't. It's not like Foley's books that pick up immediately after the last one. It's not like the Rocky movies. And, uh, if you can consider, if you want to compare it to a, a movie or a series, it's kind of like, uh, I guess it would be kind of like Godfather 2, where the timelines sort of overlap. There are periods of time in the first book that are covered again in this one, but what is different is not necessarily the timeline, but it's the perspective. The first book was a uh, a detail of Shawn Michaels' career with a little bit of personal information. The second one is more his life with a, a, a half-decent amount of wrestling information thrown in there. The best way to describe the differences is the first book was written by a professional wrestler who happened to be a Christian, where this one is written by a Christian who happens to be an ex-professional wrestler. It does have a little bit of stuff about the, the end of his career that wasn't featured in the first book. You know, there's nine years between the releases, so this one does extend a bit further. The focus of this book is not Shawn Michaels the wrestler. It's Shawn Michaels the guy who has changed his ways. Michaels tells a really good story. He, uh, On his book tour, he, he referred to the fact that a lot of the guys he hung around with during his early career are, are no longer with us and, and, and haven't been for many years, I believe is how he put it. He, he struggled with drugs, and especially in the late 90s. Stories were that he was just not a very nice guy. He was sort of seen as a as a spoiled, petulant, bratty child, despite the fact he was in his mid-30s. And then, of course, retired due to injury and personal issues, and had a bit of an awakening while he was gone. 
You know, Michaels was a top star, and, and oftentimes with these professional wrestling books, top stars tend to over-inflate their importance in the history of the professional wrestling industry. In Michaels' case, he does not go down that road a hell of a lot. A lot of that stuff is, even at the best of times, subjective, and it's up to the reader to decide, well, how important was this guy, but some of the guys like to really ram it down your throats that they were the greatest star to ever lace up a pair of boots. Michaels doesn't do that. Another thing Michaels doesn't do that appears a lot in, in books, uh, professional wrestling books anyway, is that uh, there's, not a hell of, there's not a hell of a lot of chronological mistakes. Now, he doesn't detail his career the way a lot of other people do, but he really stays clear of blatant mistakes as far as timeline or uh, or locations or, or anything along them lines, you know. Even the WWE corporate tow-the-company line, there were 93,000 people at WrestleMania, doesn't occur in this book, which is which is a nice change because you can just read it, and sometimes them things are quite jarring and they'll stop you, and, and there's none of that. Another nice feature of the book, uh, and they're both very short, is the forward slash introductions by Stone Cold and Triple H. What we have here is is two uh, very different perspectives on Shawn Michaels from guys who've known him both before his conversion and afterwards. And though it's two different perspectives, Triple H, you know, friend for many years, and Stone Cold more or less states that though they were two guys that worked together, they didn't really associate prior to Michaels' first retirement. It's almost implied that uh, the personality changes Michaels has undergone brought the two closer together. I don't think they hang out all the time, but uh, but it's, it's, it's nice to hear that, that they're, they're buddies. So there's a lot of good about this book. Uh, all, the, all the major categories have check marks. It's an interesting story. It's well told. You know, no glaring errors or omissions. On the good side, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, definitely worth looking at. Now, despite all that good, I can totally 100% see why people will not enjoy this book. Uh, firstly, if you're a professional wrestler and you're writing a book, even you know Mick Foley writing books like uh, like Scooter that have nothing to do with professional wrestling, there is an expectation to have a fair bit of professional wrestling content in there. And Michaels, who has definitely had a, a storied career. And, and does cover it a lot in Heartbreak and Triumph, doesn't go into wrestling nearly as much as some may expect. The split between his personal life and professional wrestling is probably 80-20 or 70-30 or maybe. It doesn't detail a lot of storylines or angles or a lot of the things he did when he gets back. I don't remember anything about Hogan. I don't recall a lot of the DX stuff. This book was not written for professional wrestling fans. The other and, and, and possibly deeper reason why a lot of people aren't going to like this book, or some people aren't going to like this book, is it is extremely religious. On the religiometer, it, uh, it blows Ted DiBiase and Lex Luger's books way out of the water. I was born a snake handler and I'll die a snake handler, but that being said, I, I don't take much offense reading about people's faith or their beliefs. Personally, it doesn't bother me, but there are folks who legitimately just don't like that. Now, this could be the first controversial statement I make on the podcast, but Michaels believes that his religion, his finding religion, his study of religious texts saved not only his family and his personal life, but 
saved his, his actual life. The way I see it is, if that's what got a guy I grew up watching, if that's what got him clean and sober and, and happy and is, in his mind at least, the reason as to why he is still here and not gone like so many of the other wrestlers we all grew up watching, good for him. Uh, it might not work for me, might not work for the rest of you. All that being said, the, the writing tone is very consistent, and uh, it really seems like Michaels is writing honestly and sincerely about everything he's writing about. Since returning, he has been very consistent with his uh, with his Christianity, and and at different times it was worked really well into storylines and into his character without overblowing it. Unfortunately, the book, for some, will have the tendency of, of overdoing it. It's probably not fair to compare the two books, uh, this one, Wrestling for My Life, to uh, Heartbreak and Triumph. But if you're going to, if you have to choose, I, I would definitely recommend starting with the other one first. So if you're anything like me and you don't mind hearing about people's spirituality and their religion, even though you're not shopping for one yourself, you, you'll probably enjoy this book. You might be a little let down by the amount of wrestling content, but uh, there are some neat little stories in there. I do recommend the book very highly. It's not in the uber top tier of the top picks, but uh, it's well worth it, especially if you can find it for a good price somewhere or get the ebook. I also had an opportunity to get a uh, copy of the audiobook, and the guy does a, a fairly good job, but it, it's really funny because it, it's, it's not a voice that you expect to be reading a Shawn Michaels book. It's almost like they posted an ad in uh, you know one of the trade journals or something saying 50-something Texan required to narrate audiobook written by 50-something Texan. I don't know if it's a price thing or an availability thing, but more wrestlers should be narrating their own audiobooks. Uh, I have a few of Jesse Ventura's. It's not his voice. The only ones I've ever heard that were narrated by the authors were uh, highly abridged ones, like uh, Mick Foley and Jerry Lawler both narrate very, very, very abridged versions of their own. It's really bizarre. Are you really that busy? You're a retired wrestler. You're hosting you know, a show on the Outdoor Life Network or something like that. Um, you should be able to give a couple days to narrate your own book. That's not just at Shawn Michaels, but almost every pro wrestler's audiobook, they just don't narrate their own. I guess it made some work for a uh, 50-something Texan voice actor. So my final verdict on Wrestling for My Life, The Legend, Reality, and Faith of a WWE Superstar is that unless you're looking for a lot of salacious or behind-the-scenes road stories, you know, funny tales from the world of wrestling, or are offended by religious discussion, you'll actually probably enjoy this book a fair bit. It was, at least for me, a pleasure to read. I've got three new releases I want to tell you about that have uh, made their way into my clutches, and I, I've read two of them, and the third one I'll probably start tonight. Uh, Damn, Why Did I Write This Book by Jason J.T.G. Paul. The WWE Attitude Era by John Robinson. That was released on May 12th. Um, and I have reviews for both of those two on the website, and we'll be doing audio reviews as soon as possible. The third one, not exactly wrestling, but it does bleed over into the realm of pro wrestling, is My Fight, Your Fight by Ronda Rousey. That one came out also on May 12th. And coming soon, coming down the aisle soon, is... a uh, 
first off is Graham Cawthon has a new one coming out uh, next month. Uh, if you haven't seen the, his website or any of his books, thehistoryofwwe.com, absolutely fantastic stuff. His books are used as primary sources for so many shoot interviews and um, just great stuff. Uh, his new book is called Battleground Baltimore, How One Arena Changed Wrestling History. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, Yes, My Improbable Journey to the Main Event of WrestleMania is coming out in July. Bob Backlund's The All-American Boy, that's coming out in August. That's been pushed back a lot. I don't know what's going on there. And uh, I think Amazon.ca has that listed as already released, but uh, it's, it's just continually getting pushed back. I think it's been, its release has been delayed. WWE with John Robinson are doing the Ultimate Warrior book. That's coming in September. Iron Sheik's Listen Up Jabroni is coming on October 1st, and that's with Keith Elliott Greenberg. He used to write a lot for WWF magazine when I was a kid. I remembered it because his name is also Keith, and there just ain't many of us out there. And then Bill Apters uh, is Wrestling Fixed. That's coming out in October, and that's going to have a foreword by Jerry Lawler. Um, I, I think Bill Apter is finally... Uh, finally dropping the kayfabe actually it's going to be interesting uh, so uh, a great collection and there's always other ones out there so if you know of any are you writing one are you publishing one uh, drop me a line wrestlebookreview at gmail.com I'll be happy to plug it and uh, maybe even talk to you about it as soon as I figure out how to work Skype and that's it for my first episode. Normally, like I said, I'll be doing two or three, but today, just as it's a demo, and I'm still trying to figure out all this, uh, all these buttons and levers in this microphone, uh, I'm just going to keep it at one today. So thanks very much, and my name's Keith, the Well-Read Machine, and this is WrestleBook Review. It was a quarter.